Welcome back to another episode of the Christchurch Real Estate Podcast. You've got your host, Nathan Broughton, and today on episode number 41, we're going to answer the question, how do I know if it is a good deal? Let's go. Welcome back. You've got me again, your host, Nathan. And today, this comes from one of the questions I, held on, I had on Instagram uh, a few weeks ago. Someone was asking me, how do I know if a property is a good deal? So we're going to dive into this. We're going to look at what makes a good deal. Why is a good deal for me maybe not a good deal for you? But like always, we're going to start with our really quick disclaimer. So none of the information provided here is financial advice. I am not a financial advisor. The information provided is educational only. It's general in nature and does not take into account your personal circumstances. So please do your own due diligence before making any financial or investment decisions and please seek a professional for all your finance needs. And with that being said, I've got a special deal for you here today. So we've been running the Black Friday sale. So I've got currently still got $50 off one of our 60-minute strategy session coaching deals. So I'll drop a link below. Uh, you can book that on our website. Normally 250 currently down to 200 This won't last for very much longer. We've had a few really good sessions uh, over the last few days. And people are getting uh, just getting some really real personalized information that you can't get in general nature on Instagram comments and in the 15 minute free sessions that we do, there's not really enough time to sort of delve into that. So those 60 minute sessions are great. Get yours, get $50 off and uh, we'll chat to you soon. But let's get stuck into today's topic. How do I know if it is a good deal? A lot of the questions that people ask me, it's really sad, but the answer is it depends. How do I know if it's a good deal? Well, it depends why you're wanting to buy it. Are you looking for a buy and hold cash flow deal? Are you looking for a flip? Are you looking at something for future subdivision potential? It all comes back to what, why you're looking at that individual property and what you're hoping to get out of it. And like with a lot of property deals, to know what makes a good deal, you've got to start at the end and work your way back. Did a podcast on this oh, a month or so ago, number, what was it, number, episode number 37. Thinking backwards, always start with the end in mind. So I'm going to touch a little bit on that today as we look through what makes a good deal. So I'm basically going to split this up into two different sections. These are the two main types of properties that I look at. And for people that I'm helping to buy, these are the two generic buckets that they were going to fit into. So one is a cash flow property. So it's a buy and hold. You're looking for at least a break even and possibly uh, have some cash flow coming out of it. And the second group is a flip where you're buying a property, you are adding value in some way, and you're going to sell it uh, in a really short space of time and hopefully get a profit. So how do I know if it's a good deal when it comes to a cash flow deal or a buy and hold? So again, it depends on what you're wanting to get out of it. If you're wanting to simply break even, then you want to do your numbers, as I say, starting at the end, working backwards. Does this property 
have a neutral or positive cash flow. I'll go through a couple of examples here just to sort of show you how that works in reality. So one of them is a property that I own. It's one of our student rentals. If I was going to sell this, this is what you'd be looking at. Is this property a good deal? So you don't know if it's, if I just say the price is 700000 you don't really know what that, is that a good deal or not? So working, working backwards, renting for $1,020 a week, which is 53040 a year. So from this, I've got, only got three expenses that I generally take off. I'm going to take off rates and insurance, and in this case that's $7,000. i am going to take off property management fees, which is essentially $100 a week for this type of property, which is $5,200. And I'm going to take off $1,500 for other expenses. This is your accountant. This is other fees. It doesn't really take into consideration uh, maintenance. So those three figures come to $13,700. So from the $53,040 rent, you take off $13,700. And what you're left with is the amount that you've got there if you're going to pay uh, your mortgage. So if you're buying this with 100% cash down, you can afford to pay $562,000 for this property given a 7% interest rate. That's interest only. So just run through that real quickly again. So you've got your rent, you take off your expenses, and what you're left with is the amount that you can pay towards your mortgage if the whole thing's going to break even. So in this situation, uh, it comes to $562,000. That would be the purchase price you'd have to pay for buying this six-bedroom student rental property if you wanted it to break even at current interest rates of 7%. Uh, I'm not going to sell that to you for $562,000. That's probably 200 grand less than what it should go for. But just to put it into consideration, if I was to sell it at that price, you would be buying it at a 9.4% yield and just breaking even. So just just think about this. When you're looking at uh, properties that have got a 6% return or a 7% return, you're very negatively geared unless you put in a big cash deposit or you can do a really substantial renovation to increase the, the yield. So that's example number one. Example number two is it's actually one that's live at the moment. So it's another student rental here in Christchurch. Uh, it's a deadline sale, so we've got to work out what would make this a good deal. So again, we've got some of the numbers here for you. Rent is $1,200 a week, so 62400 per annum. Rates and insurance, 7500 Property management, we'll keep those at 5200 And again, uh, some operational expenses of 1500 So if you take those costs off the rent, you're left with 48200 So again, if we want to find out what, what would make this a good deal if it was to break even, that would give you a purchase price of $688,570. That's at current 7% interest rate. I would argue there's no way you're going to get that for that price. I would think this one's going to go in the 800s, mid, mid, to, mid to high 800s is my estimation. 
this is this is purely going on breaking even on today's interest rate. So you can estimate that the interest rate will go down, which therefore will leave you more profit. I haven't factored in tax, so you've got to think about tax. The interest deductibility rules are looking like they're changing with national in, so you've just got to factor all these other things in. So with this, uh, with this second example, if you said, look, I want to do it, but I want $100 a week uh, profit, so you tweak those figures to make $100 a week, it means your purchase price is down to $614,000. So again, there's no way you're going to buy it for that. But if you came to me and said, look, I've got this student rental deal, these are the figures, I'd say to get that for a really good price, you're going to have to pay in the 600s. So that's what makes it a good deal. Does it fit into your criteria that you're looking to do? So a good deal for me would be at least breaking even or cash flow positive. It's going to be different for everyone. As I say, I'm I'm generally looking at these ones with no cash deposit. So if you're if you're coming with one or two hundred thousand dollars cash, it's going to really tweak these figures and make it make it a little bit different. So we'll get on to the, the second category, which is a flip. Again, you've got to work backwards. You've got to start with what the, the finished price on this house are going to do up. And more importantly, who, who's my target market? What do I have to do to the property to get that price for it? And then you work backwards. What's the renovation cost? What's the holding costs? What is the profit that I want? And then you're left with your maximum purchase price. So if you want to then put an offer in, I'd be going a lot lower than your maximum purchase price to give you a little bit more, a uh, little bit more wiggle room in there. So it's really hard, as you can see. There's so many uh, different things that go into what makes a good deal. So when someone comes to me and says, "I've got this property, should I buy it? Is it a good deal?" There's there's so many questions I've got to ask them. Is, the, is it this or is it that? So if you're looking at a deal and you want to know, is this a good deal? You've got to know what your end goal is. So that's the first and most important thing. You've got to then know what your criteria is for that end goal. Are you happy with losing money every week? Do you want it to break even or do you want to make a profit? This is on a buy and hold cash flow property. Or if it's a flip, you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm happy to make 30 grand, where some people would be wanting to make 100. So is it a good deal comes back to what am I trying to get out of this property? And then you can delve into the, the finer details of it. So as I said earlier, if you want to jump on a 60-minute strategy session call with me, these are online. If you're in here in Christchurch, happy to meet up in real life and we can we can go through what your situation is help you just just taking that next step uh, and as I say we've got $50 off the code is 50 off but I'll put all that in the show notes below we're going to wrap that up there thank you once again for listening would love a review if you're here on Spotify or on Apple just drop it down below we'll be back next week with another podcast till then see you later